I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are now listening to the Dual Position Podcast. The boys are back to talk all things super coach all season long. Please welcome your hosts, Whisper and Brew. Part one is in the books. The first eight sides for the next year's season are, are written up. We've done them, covered them. You guys seem to enjoy them. We're back to cover the, the next eight teams. As always, joined by my wonderful co-host, Brew. How are we, mate? I'm bloody fantastic, mate. Uh, yep, I'm on a high at the moment. I had a good podcast yesterday. Back again to do it today. Yeah, just to peel behind the curtain, we recorded part one and part two uh, on two separate days. So if anything changes between now and when this is released... Uh, I apologise. Don't want to put the curse on it too much. Mate, we'll, we'll get straight into things. Uh, we are with the Warriors. They have three spots open out of their top 30. A little bit of confusion around one of the signings. You and I both seem to think that Luke Metcalf has signed a deal with the Warriors but won't start until 2023. No point to really discuss him, but when the time comes, showed a lot of promise at the Sharks. Really like him moving forward. Uh, apart from that, they have made two other acquisitions. Aaron Penne from the Storm, probably probably a few years away, I would say, um, before we see him make have big minutes to be relevant. But there's plenty to like about Aaron Penne from the eye test. Yeah, he's a really good player. Um, shows a lot of potential. He probably, as you said, he probably needs a few injuries uh, in that Warriors side to be relevant this season. Um, but I am keen to see if he does he push his way into a 17 at some point, even if it's over origin or by period later in the season, gets a crack because he is a very talented player. Yeah, I think we'll see we'll see some of him next year. I'm just not too sure how much we're going to see, but uh, one of these guys in your draft leagues, if you want to stash him on a bench spot, depending on how deep you guys are, he could come in handy later on in the season. But as for Classic, I think he's going to need, uh, yeah, you said a couple of injuries, a couple of, of hard luck stories to go his way for him to break into that top 17 to be relevant. But a guy that you and I were very keen on, uh, I made an entire sort of post surrounding him and, and our discussions around him uh, two weeks ago. That, that is Sean Johnson with how thin the 5'8 position is in Classic, with how thin uh, the injuries are. We, we touched on uh, Cam Munster's going to be suspended, Adam Dewey's out, Cody Walker. Uh, we've already touched on the South's draw and how good the Warriors' draw is. Sean Johnson, big acquisition, it's just a case of whether he's going to goal kick over Reese Walsh for me will will be the de- de- the determining factor, I believe. Yeah, it's probably the deciding factor for me. Um, the other factor is is whether or not he gets his dual position status again. Um, if he does, and I think he probably will, to be honest, if he does get that status with their draw, the first five weeks, uh, Dragons, Gold Coast, West Tigers, Broncos, Cowboys, it pretty much doesn't get any better than that. Um, and then you've got the Roosters, and the Warriors actually have quite a good record against the Roosters as well. So that one doesn't actually scare me too much. Then you go into the Melbourne Storm. Uh, in recent times, they don't have a good record versus the Storm. But if you're talking about a team that plays one or two hard games in the first 13 weeks of the season, plays one of the top four sides on by round, 
a draw doesn't get much prettier than that. So for that reason, SJ is certainly one of two guys I have in my mind at the moment um, to play in my seven. Now, I don't, I should have written this down a little bit unprofessional, but from all reports, the Warriors are looking to go back home midway through next season, uh, which I think will be a big, big beneficiary uh, for them, for their playing. The crowd will be up for it. We know that the Warriors fans are super passionate. Mate, one more thing I've got to note here. Uh, there's reports circulating that there's one high-profile forward on big money who is um, taking a pretty hard stance on, on being unvaccinated. Now, the only two forwards that I can think of that are high-profile on big money are on uh, Tohu Harris and Adam Fenor Blake. So, I guess if everyone listening to this, keep your ears close to the ground. Um, some more details might come out of that. I have a theory on who it is. I'm sure you do too, but don't want to speculate too hard. But yeah, there's reports circulating that one high-profile forward on big money um, will be yeah taking a pretty hard stance on being unvaccinated, which we discussed on last week's episode. It's going to have ramifications for, for their playing time moving forward. Now, moving on to the Cowboys. We, we touched on Scott Drinkwater yesterday, moving to the Knights potentially. Um, that's going to have a big domino effect on their halves. And one of the big one of the big signings in their halves is Chad Townsend. I've just made a note here. I've got no idea what's happening. Even at a good price, it's just way too cloudy to be, to be having a look at, at the Chad. If he's paired with Townsend, I, I just think that is a disaster. Yeah, Chad's uh, certainly not in my plans. Um, I'm not sure how much success he'll have up there either. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't get around it. I remember last year, my good mate Beard. He got around the fact that Chad Townsend was an absolute steal, and he'll get you 50 points a week. And okay, he might do that, but for me, you're better off going one way or the other. Either gun take the money with a cheapie don't go in the middle and settle for 50 points because we all know that halves these days can score 150 points so it's just going to hurt you in the long run i think i remember making a player profile on my instagram about chad townsend and how he was an okay option i think he was about mid 300s and his career averages against his first month of opponents was about 55 and he he hit that so if you pick him up mid-range there fantastic i just i just don't know what's going to be happening as we said, with, with this drink water, Dean, Townsend sort of combination, no clue. Uh, another acquisition they've made is Jermaine Snow-Brown. Uh, plenty of hype a couple of years ago, 2019. It just hasn't really kicked on for him. I think he'll be a bench rotation option at best, even though he will come in at a good price. He was starting for the Warriors, but just playing 15, 20 minutes to start, start the game and then wouldn't really play much more minutes after that. So I can't get around to uh, Noah Brown. Not really going to ask for your opinion on him because I think you're of the same belief. Um, but another... no, I'm not actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, go, go on. Um, I I don't know what happened last year. Last year he fell off the face of the earth, and you are correct in saying that. But in the first season, he actually showed a lot of potential. I remember he was one of the cheapies that season, and mm-hmm. he became one of those guys where you were like, "Do I hold this bloke or do I sell this bloke?" Because he started quite a few games, and he kept. Scoring tries, I think, that season for one. But he kept pushing that kind of 40 to 60 point bracket where you're like, oh, do I sell, do I hold? If he was to get a start at North Queensland at his price, that's someone you could certainly carry in a 17 because I don't think he's going to cost too much. No, it's just I remember 2019, I started with him. He was great for the first half of the year. And then he his production went down. And uh, from, yeah. the end of, from, the end, from the end of 2019, I remember I had too, much, too many injuries to trade him out. And he's he's... Price plummeted and it was just wasn't worth selling, and then the last two years never yet yeah, hasn't really 
come on. Like, he started the season just gone. It was sort of him, Bunty, a follow, Leeson, Army out. They'd sort of rotate. But he would wear the starting jersey and not play big minutes. So uh, I didn't expect us to be having a debate around Jermaine Stewart-Brown. But I, I can't go near it um, just with his form at the Warriors. And, and we know that Todd Payton likes to be a little bit weird with his forwards as well. So, yeah. Probably not one for me, but a man I do like is Peter Hicko. A uh, good signing for them, good base. I had him in draft last year. He would pump out 50 in base. The upside isn't as great as someone like a Brian Toto, but definitely has a solid floor. Um, he was good in patches, just it had come down to price. He's one of those blokes that I probably won't go near. Um, I don't like carrying inconsistent players. Uh, Hickey, we all know, can do it. He can have a game where he scores three tries. He can have a game where he gets three try assists doing fluky stuff, and then he can have a month where he does nothing. And I try to go more for people that have a lot of B plus P or just in general score a lot of tries over the guys that do it some weeks, but then, you know, go through rough periods. A bit like Josh Adekar. Um, Josh Adekar, like we spoke about yesterday, he scores a lot of tries, but then in between that, he'll score a lot of 15s or 20s. And I'd rather have a consistent floor in my side and maybe even a lesser upside than have a guy like Hiku, who I can't rely on week to week. Yeah, I've just I put here solid base, low ceiling. I think that's, that's the exact way to, to yeah, round him up. The Cowboys also have two spots open in their top 30. Moving on to the Parramatta Eels, they have three spots open in their top 30, but have made no moves as of yet. They have just let one of their star back rowers go at time of recording. We will touch on that towards the end of the episode. The Penrith Panthers also have five spots open, plenty of room for them to make moves. But as of right now, they only have brought in Sean O'Sullivan from the Warriors, who in all honesty is just just a depth signing. He isn't going to be that Luai or Cleary. Not a whole lot here to discuss. As for the Dragons, though, there is a lot to unpack with this Dragon side. They have made a lot of moves. And look, they, these might be great moves for, for the club. A bit of depth, a bit of veteran experience. But for Supercoach, I don't like any of these. They have signed George Burgess, Jack Wasecki, Moses Ambai, Tao Moga, Francis Molo, Jaden Sua, Moses Suli. I've got nothing to say. Uh, I'll, put, I'll leave the floor to you, mate. Uh, Jack Gazchevsky. Maybe. Uh, if he was to start on an edge, I don't hate it. Um, by I don't see what his place in that team is. Maybe they're going to play him in the halves, maybe. Maybe he's going to play fullback in place of Dufty. I'm, I'm not sure, but either way, Moses is... The only time Moses was good was the early days, the Bulldogs, and he's done nothing since the um, the old Tigers effect. Um, Tao Tao Moga, uh, we've been there and done that too many times, so I wouldn't touch that. Molo's just a subpar player. Sewer's over the hill. Suli, maybe, but I think the Dragons are going to struggle to win games this year. Uh, and Aaron Woods, you know, he's long, long gone from his old days at the Tigers where he was a gun. So, yeah, I'd say Gachevsky, if he were to start on the edge, is a maybe, price dependent. Um, Everyone else is a hell no. I think it's a bit stiff to say Jaden Sewell's over the edge. I think I think he he, bene- <laughs> he he benefited from a good season a couple of years ago. Played Origin, but yeah, I think there's a reason why Souths have let him go. There's there's talk that Jack Bird's going to play in the back row, but we heard that talk last year. It never really materialised. I like Jack Bird in the back row, big enough body to do it. But whether they pull the trigger or not, but yeah, like a lot of these guys, George Burgess has. A fake hip. Uh, Jack didn't impress me at Manly. Moses Mbai, as a Tigers fan, happy to see the back of him. And Tata Moga, as you said, we've we've been there, done that. Francis Molo, I had high hopes for at the Cowboys. Jaden Sewer, as a Queenslander, 
Um, I hope he finds some form again and, and gets his way back into the Queensland team as a focal piece. Moses Sully had moments of brilliance, but when you've got Tom Travojevic on your inside, I think I could look brilliant at times. And as you said, Aaron Woods is a shell of himself. Look, I think these guys are going to be fine for the Dragons. A uh, bit of experience to, to lead the young side around. If they do start Moses and bite fullback over someone like a Tyrell Sloan, I will pull my eyes out. But <laughs> yeah, let, let's just leave that for the Dragons recruitment. Um, South Sydney, mate, they have two spots opened. Now they have brought in uh, Havili and Michael Cheekham, both guys who I think will be good for the club. Uh, good depth signings that can cover a multitude of positions. Uh, they have also brought in Isaiah Tass, and I have a question mark next to his name because I unfortunately don't know anything about him. And the big one here in capital letters that I've put here is the MILF. Now, if the MILF gets a start, we're always intrigued by him, aren't we? Uh, I'm not. Um, I probably would have been three or four years ago, but he's let me down too many times to be really considering him. Uh, Maybe at a bargain basement price and a real lack of options at the start of the year, I could look at it. Um, But he's certainly not someone I'm looking forward to having in my side at any time next season, I hope. Um, Havili will be good off the bench, but he'll probably just play the same type of role that he's already played in Canberra. Cheekham, I can't see him doing much, and I'm the same as you, unfortunately. I don't know about Isaiah Tass. I haven't done too much research being so early in the season on the on the rookies coming through. Yeah, look, and the, the thing with Milf is he actually had an okay Supercoach season last year. I think he averaged somewhere around the 50 mark, so his price is going to be really awkward. Um, it's Yeah, it's probably a miss for me, but if he gets a start and, uh, yeah, the South can work some wonders, who knows? Hopefully we, we find that Milf again because I think everyone enjoys seeing him play well. It's just a case of putting it together. Uh, for the Roosters, your boys, mate, three spots opened. I love all of these signings. None of them are high profile, but they all feel... A desperate need that the Roosters have. Renoff Atoni, Paul Momorowski, and Connor Watson. Um, people that listen to this podcast know that I hold the most tickets on the Connor Watson appreciation train. Look, I, I really like Connor Watson. Um, he would need to play 50 minutes off the bench for me to, to be relevant for Supercoach. I don't see him displacing Sam Verrills for the nine, and you certainly aren't displacing uh, Victor Radley in the 13. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, I think that he might start nine, rotate into lock. Um, obviously, um, getting what's-his-name off, Victor Radley, the man. Uh, and then Verrills might come on and replace him and play the last half of the game uh, at nine. In my mind, I think that's what they want to do because Connor's a very good defender. Um, and then, obviously, he has that big body ability to, to move into the back row. So, I think to get the most benefit out of him, I think that's the way it'll go. I could be wrong. He could he could come off the bench and then, you know, replace Verrills or replace Radley. Um, but I don't think you're getting the best out of him if you don't start him at nine and then rotate him into the lock position. Um, Paul Momorowski, I'm 
very interested in this year. Um, it depends if he plays left or right. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure how the Roosters will line up yet. Um, you would think Joe Manu will hold down his right spot and that Momorowski and Billy Smith will be fighting it out for the left spot. So whoever gets that left edge spot, I'm probably going to start within my team because a fresh Kiri, um, you know, you've got Tedesco, you've got a lot of skilled players in this side. You've got the young gun, Sam Walker, bulking up, putting on size. I'm really keen to see what the Roosters do this year, and I'm really keen on their draw. So I'll be looking at a few to start. Well, that's the thing. You've got your right side of wing that's opened up now with with Moz leaving. You've got your left side of centre opening up with Moz leaving. I've put, yep. I've put here Momorowski, will he start? You've got Suwali, Smith, Manu, and now Momorowski all sort of pushing. Daniel Tupo ain't losing his wing spot, and Joseph Manu isn't losing his centre spot. So it's a case of whether they're going to play Mom on the right wing or in the left centre. And... Yeah, it's, I think it's a case of what they're going to do with Sawali as well. I think that'll be an interesting one to look at. Where, where do you see Sawali and his stocks look, next year? This might be a hot take, but for me, Sawali doesn't make that 17 for me yet. Maybe he plays in the 17, but I'd probably put Momorowski on the right wing. Um, we know he can do it. He's filled in on the right side playing for the Panthers this season multiple times. And I put I put the young gun in at left centre. Um Billy the Kid, um, he's had a few cracks. Obviously, he's had a rough, rough time with injury. But I would give him give him that opportunity to make that position his because he is a super talented kid if he can stay fit. Sawali, obviously, it's a risky area for the Roosters because he's only on a two-year contract um, with, with the option thereafter. Um, but they have paid him a bit of money to come to the club. So I'm not sure. I'm just not sure if he's completely ready for first-grade football, and I think you've got two ready-made guys there. Yeah, Billy Smith was really frustrating because he just kept scoring tries, like just really junky tries at the end of last year, which is going to inflate his price by, I would say, about 100K, which isn't ideal. But if he gets a start, there is a lot to like about him. And we saw Matt Icavalo put up some fantastic numbers um, scoring right tries wing. on that right wing as well. So Momorowski could be uh, a big beneficiary of that. And he also has a slightly better base than, um, than yeah, Matty Cavallo. Now, one that I wanted to touch on, if he gets half an hour off the bench, he could be an absolute machine. Renoff Atoni is a PPM monster. He was putting yeah. up fantastic scores uh, in limited time with the Bulldogs. He is just a guy that's just going to run hard, tackle hard. No, no, nothing, not going to do anything too flashy, but if he gets... 25, 30 minutes, don't, don't be surprised to see him put up two PPM, uh, which would take him to, to 60 to a 60 average. Yeah, I, I left him I left him out. I didn't talk about him deliberately because I thought you might want to talk about him. I'm really keen to see what he can do for the club, to be honest with you. He's the type of guy that I think could be extremely handy just before that first buy. Um, I don't think he's the type of bloke that you'll be able to price-wise start the season with, and I don't think the minutes will be there for him up front. But once a few of these guys start moving into origin camps, which they undoubtedly will, there's going to be room there for, you know, the opportunity to start. And, you know, the Roosters have shown over a period of time now that they will rotate their starters over that origin period so that the, the guys that are playing origin stay fresher. So there is an opportunity for him to score some pretty good points, I think, from, say, rounds 11, 12 to pick him up all the way through to that second buy period. 
I don't want to single him out because it's not his fault. He was so young and experienced. But the Roosters lacked a lot of depth in their forwards last year. And you look at someone like a Daniel Soluka Fafita, and I don't want to single him out, as I said, but the the time that he was given, you could just see he wasn't ready. He was very hot head. I think he got sin bin twice, um, made many errors, and and Trent Robinson was forced to, to 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 do that. Like you had no depth, so that's why I said uh, these three signings aren't high profile ones. But Momorowski can fill in, in the wing in the centers. Uh, Connor Watson can play 9, 13, 6 uh, in the centres if he has to. And Rafa Tony could play anywhere in the forwards and, and do a job for you. So, yeah, I really like these signings from the Roosters, even just from an NRL standpoint. I, I think they're going to help your depth out uh, immensely. The good thing for the Roosters this year is that if you look through that list, so there's 27 names on that list, and I think 26 of those have played first grade looking through it, the list. And then you've got Ben Marshke as well. And you've got Tukahawa Tafua um, in the development list. They played first grade last year. So of the 30 names on the list, including the development players, you've got Volkman who didn't play. But Volkman is extremely talented. He did a lot of good things for North Sydney last year. Not sure if he makes the top 30 this year, but if he did, it would not surprise me at all. Every other player in that squad has now played some type of experience in first grade. And I think the Roosters will be a lot better for it. Yeah, the Roosters had a, a huge speed bump last year, but a lot of their young guys got minutes. And I, I looked to the Butcher boys, especially Egan. Now, he, Egan, yeah. He looks the better of the two, personally. Yeah, Egan, I got a, I'm a huge, huge hard on for Eden. Um, he's a he's a really good player. The more experience that Blake gets in first grade, the better. Because Nat Butch is a very good player, but Nat Butch is such a big body that sometimes it limits what he can do, whereas Egan is much more agile than his brother is. Um, and he's just as tough. So big, big future for that kid. Also, Fletcher Baker too, also, I must say. Fletcher Baker's... Did, did a lot of good for the um, club last year as well. He'll probably have another another bench spot this year, but he could potentially start some games this year also. I know we're talking about um, new recruits, but this episode probably is running a little bit shorter than usual, so I'll buff it out with just this. We saw f- uh, photos yesterday of Sam Walker looking pretty thick. Now, I think that's going to help his outside men. Now, a, lo- a lot of those guys would have to do a lot of tackling and cover for Sam Walker, like any uh, back row does for their halfback. That's fine. But you look at someone like Nathan Cleary, who can definitely hold his own... Uh, in the defensive line. And that means your outside back rowers aren't going to be as sort of tied up when it comes to their attacking output. So I think the the bigger Sam Walker gets, the better in defense he gets. Also has a flow-on effect for you guys like uh, Crichton, Butcher, um, Tupanua, etc. We're probably we're probably two or three years away from um, Walker playing some kind of brand of his best football. But Walker is the same size as Cleary was when he started in the league. And look how much size Cleary's put on. Obviously, there was a few memes going around last year about, you know. Alle- his, allegedly. Uh, all, the, all allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> well, allegedly because of his acne, you know, that means that he's, you know, pumping the roids and stuff like that. The kids live in the gym all week long. Like, it's what they do. They train hard. They have, you know, specialist dietitians and whatnot. So, of course, they're going to put on size. Um, and Walker will put on size. And you can see already, like, he's got pretty big Brock Lesnar traps going on. So, he's well on his way. And the more size he puts on, the better. Um, I don't think this year will be – he'll be a superstar. But I've got to tell you, I'm very much firming with the Roosters draw to Walker being – my seven, even if it costs me more than I want it to. Yeah, uh, you, you, you go as a Roosters fan. I'm sure you'll agree. You go through the the hardship of last year, 
we say hardship. You guys finished what fourth or fifth, and we we talk about that being a down <laughs> year. So, yeah, you, you went you went through the pain last year. I think you'll you'll only be, be better off moving forward. Now, speaking yep. of speaking of pain, speaking of our 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 sides, we move on to the final oh. side. We move on to the final side in this list, and it is the West Tigers, who I'm always too optimistic about every year. But we have three spots left in our top thirty. Breaking news: This podcast will be released by the time this news has been broken, but it has just been announced as of twelve thirty on the eighteenth of November that Isaiah Papali'i has signed a deal with the Tigers starting in two thousand and twenty-three for about six hundred thousand dollars a year. As a Tigers fan, my initial thoughts are: I love this. He had all the potential in the world at the Warriors and it never clicked. Went to Parramatta, started off as a benchy, uh, display Sean Lane, and never looked back. Uh, I think, yeah, if we can maintain Luciano Leilua, having those two guys on the edge is going to be unreal. And, like, people can point to a one-season wonder with Papali'i, and I understand that. If he was if he was just putting up tries, you know, like, I would be concerned. But he was getting through work, and... I don't think your work rate changes. Like you, you might your attacking output might stop, but if you're making 35, 40 tackles, making ten hit ups a game, that that doesn't really change for me. People point to another Adam Blair situation, and as a Tigers fan, yeah, I'm worried we're going to get burnt. But I think at 600k, it's it's a risk worth taking. But moving on to the new recruits for next year, Jackson Hastings. A lot has been spoken about Jackson Hastings as a Roosters fan, mate. You've you've known this kid, but. When he was coming through the Roosters system, he just wasn't ready, was he? Mentally, physically, he, he was just very green. He was. He had too much of an ego. That was his problem. He, he was always, you know, listed as one of those blokes that could be a superstar in the league. And he just came in and he thought he was, you know, he thought his shit didn't stink and he was too good for everyone. And it just bit him in the ass. I'm very keen to see how he goes after his run in, in the English Super League. Obviously, that, that competition isn't our competition. Our competition's a lot more physical and a lot more skillful um, than the Super League is. Um, and that's why some of their backs do struggle when they come to come to Australia, um, which we might get to with the next bloke you'll speak about. But Hastings price dependent is definitely someone that I've got an eye on to start the season. Um, Cause it, like, it depends what they're going to price him at, but I hardly think he's going to come in and be a $500,000 half. I think that would be unrealistic. I see him more being a 350 or a 400 half and anything below that is an absolute must have for me in the halves because he's got talent to burn and he can goal kick. I'm looking at around 300 K personally. Um, I hope so. My, 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 my close mate, the rugby league guru, I'm sure a lot of you guys listen to me, listen to him. He had a fantastic interview with Jackson Hastings and, and Jackson Hastings seemed very humbled. I think he understood that the way he went about things wasn't the way to do it. The English Super League has humbled him a lot. I think he's learnt a lot. He he just seems to have such a, such a level head on his shoulders. Now, going to any other club, I would back him 100%. But coming to the Tigers, we are one of the most dysfunctional sides I'm worried that when the chips are down, what's he going to do? Because we've seen Luke Brooks doesn't, isn't that guy. Like he's not that guy that that can pick you up, which is fine. Like not everyone is, but I want to see how Hastings does. We expect him to play six with Adam Dewey out. Uh, are you agreeing? Absolutely, he'll play six. Yeah, as do I. Look, I want to see him succeed as a Tigers fan, as a Supercoach fan. I want him to succeed because it seems like he has turned that significant corner. Now, number thirteen. I think Alex Twile moves into the front row full-time. 13 opens up. A lot of people don't like the signing of Tyrone Peachy, but I don't mind it. I think he can offer something. I think he can take the pressure off Adam Dewey. I think he can take the pressure off Luke Brooks. I don't know what kind of pressure Jackson Hastings is going to be able to maintain. But 
yeah, I mean, Tyrant Peach showed last year that he could put a, a decent kick in on the fifth tackle. He's a guy that can break open the middle of the field, uh, and he'll give his all. I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I don't know what money he's on. I haven't looked into it, but yeah, I just, I just like the acquisition of Tyrant Peachy. Super coach wise, probably not because he had such a great year last year. His price is going to be pretty inflated. I think he got five hundred to six hundred a year, um, for three years or something like that from memory. Um, that might be slightly over, but it's around it's around that five hundred a season mark. I think he's a good signing for you if you don't misuse him. And I think playing him off the bench is misusing this bloke. And this is what every single club seems to do. Sometimes he starts lock. Sometimes he's on the bench. Sometimes they chuck him in the centers. And it's just like everywhere he goes, it's the same thing. And I feel like he's going to have the same problem at the Tigers, to be honest, um, because I look at your lineup and I think Uta Kamano will end up being a lock. I just, I love Big Steph. I, I, don't, I, I love him to... He's, to my, he's my favourite player from your side, believe it or not. Just, he probably I just, shouldn't be because he's not the, he's not like, he's probably not many people's favourite side, but I just love the way that guy plays. He plays with a lot of heart, a lot of soul, puts a lot of effort in. And I loved watching him play last year and... The fact that at the end of the year he started and he started to get 50 minutes, I'll tell you what, if the Tigers play that bloke for 50 minutes again this year, he is well in my sights to start yeah. round one. I just worry that he isn't technical enough to play thir- the modern 13. Uh, I just worry that, that he is very a very good ball runner and very, very hard and straight. But I also do worry that we're paying James Tamo massive money that we feel obliged to start him. So someone's going to have to miss out. Alex Twile shouldn't be missing out. Alex Twile's our best no. forward. Uh, and Stefano shouldn't miss out but it's a case of, of how do we move that around and play him. So very interesting. I would like to see it be Stefano, Alex Twal up front with Peach at the 13 and Tom just coming off the bench and we understand that that's a bad signing and we move, we, we, we move on. But yeah. You need, yeah, like I'm going to come back to something that you talked about before because I didn't get a chance to discuss that and you kind of put me on the spot. Um, but Udukamana has to start. He's young. He's your future. He earned that start last year. Then you've got a lot of these mid-range blokes and you're sitting there going, okay, who has what role? And that's what the Tigers need to figure out. They need to figure out what that person's role is in the side and they need to stick to that being their role We have and not just chop and change when things go wrong because they are going to go wrong. You're not going to win many games. We, have, we, have a lot prob- of, we have a lot of six and seven out of ten footballers that won't go below that, that won't go above that. Your Luke Garners, for example, come to mind. Your Alex Twiles. Like these guys aren't game breakers, but you're not going to get a bad game out of them. Whereas like someone like Lucian Leilua, and this is why I'm really excited about the Papali'i signing, is because these guys can give you 10s, and these guys are genuine game breakers. And I think Peachy can be one of those. So I love that signing, but I don't love that you've signed him for 23. You oh, said you 23, wanna, right? Not, uh, not 22. He hasn't signed for this season. He's signed for next season. Yeah, so he'll, he'll, start, he'll start 2023, Papali'i. So what I'd like to discuss then, and I am putting you on the spot here, so you're going to have to think fast. What does this do for Parramatta this year and how did Parramatta respond to this? Does Papa Lee suddenly go back to his bench role and Madison and Lane start on the edges at Parramatta? I mean, Parramatta are always under under the pump, aren't they? Because they always start the season so well and they always tail off. Brad Arthur has so just Brad Arthur has just re-signed his contract, which doesn't fill me with with much positivity that they're going to develop Papali'i the same way that Penrith developed Matt Burton. So obviously Penrith knew they were losing Matt Burton, but they knew they were a premiership contender. So they said, "We don't care. We're just going to play our best thirteen. And that is how you should do it. Absolutely, oh, and I agree with that. And, and, but I'm and, and wondering Sean, with Sean Lane, Sean Lane is not is not Isaiah Papali'i whatsoever. 
You know what I'd do if I was Parramatta? I don't know how long he's contracted for. I would fire back at the West Tigers and go and take Sean Ball. That was sort of my next point. Like, what what happens in our back row? Because Luciano Lua, if he stays, he's a staple. Luke Garner, I like Luke Garner, but he's just a very much, he's a very just sort of six, seven out of ten footballer. He's not going to do a whole lot. But then we've he also, has his moments. We've also got we've also got Sean Bloor, who has been mm-hmm. one of the most talked about youngsters at the Tigers coming forward. Which is which is a kid, yeah. In the like in the reserve grade, Bloor was a machine, and he's never had the chance to really start and be given the opportunity to say this is my spot. And I thought that that would happen this year. To be honest with you, I thought that Garner would you know make way kind of like last year, the way Papali'i took the spot from Lane. I thought a similar thing would happen this year at the West Tigers. But now you're sitting there and going, okay, you've got Papa Lee coming in next year. So unless you're going to take him out of the edge spot where he's finally found a home at Parramatta and put him somewhere else, what do you do with Sean Bloor? Well, maybe, maybe Luciano. Tigers 101. Maybe Luciano has said to the Tigers, look, I'm not re-signing. And they've gone out and look, got and they've gone out and got Papa Lee and then it's going to open up another spot. I've always with said that name, it wouldn't surprise me, right? We've seen how his brother is, and his brother's probably in Lucy's ear as well. And Lucy probably thinks he can go out and sign an 800k contract somewhere else. So it could be right, but if you're not right, you're going to lose a good player, I reckon. I would like to see Lucian play 13. To be honest, I think he could he could be absolutely devastating at 13. But before well, Papa could, before the Papa could sorry. do that too. Yeah, 100. percent Like there's there's options, and and that, and for a long time we haven't had options. And I think the next man we're going to talk about, Oliver Guildhart. Now, backs coming from the UK have always been hit and miss. The one that springs to mind is Sam, is Sam Tompkins for me. One of the biggest sort of busts, I guess you could call it. But the raps on, the raps on Guildhart are, are huge. And we have been screaming out for a defensive centre for so long. And I haven't watched a minute of this bloke play. I'll be 100% honest. I'm not going to sit here and say that he is... He's a freak because I haven't watched him play. But the raps coming out of him are, are, a, are a, he's just a, an absolute gun. So if he was a gun, though, why'd he come to the Tigers? That's that's all I all I ask myself. They, they come over here because they think they can get a bit of extra money and play in the world's best competition. I can see why they come over here. A lot of pommies come over here and say it's hard and they want to challenge themselves. So I presume that's why they want to come over here. But... I, I, you know what? The Pommies come and go so quickly. I forget their names. I can't even remember who was the Roosters bloke, the number five that couldn't even hold his spot oh, and couldn't it, score a try it, in the it, NRL. Ryan Hall, I want to say. Ryan Hall, yeah. there's one. I got sucked in. Who him. was? I got sucked in him a couple of years ago. Who was the Panthers bloke? The um, gun. Oh, uh, I. I don't he, he ended up leaving them, and I think he went to the Warriors for a little bit of time, and then I think he went back to England and started being a superstar again. They're so good over here that I can't even remember their name. Yeah, look, I think forwards pan out a lot better. Uh, Sam Burgess. Oh, absolutely. The, Bateman, the forwards Elliot, Elliot Whitehead, have... James Graham. Like the forwards, because it's just it's just the same, the same. Especially your prop forwards. Yeah. They can do it. The Pommy forwards, well, they're welcome. Adrian Morley, he's a hero of mine. He, he kind of, you know, set that road on fire for these blokes to come over, like your Sam Burgesses and... All these other legends that we've had, Graham. Um, but yeah, I don't know about backs. I don't get excited about him. Like, 
I've been sucked in too many times in the past, guide. Oh, this gun's going to come over. He's going to be so cheap. I'm going to go cheap in the centres because he's going to be a gun straight away. And then all of a sudden it backfires and I'm playing catch-up, looking for centres for 20 weeks of a 25-week season. That that was the next point I was going to make. When John Bateman came over here, I started with him from round one. He was 400k. I think Guild Hut comes in at a similar price. Maybe slightly cheaper because he's in the centres. Maybe 350 but even then, mm. I think I think it's just too much of a risk for me. I, he comes in, he, he scores 75, 75 the first two rounds. I'll eat my hat and I'll buy tickets to the grand final because we are most likely going to go there. Uh, <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, like rounds one to five, I want to have a look and see how he is because he could have all the talent in the world. He could be an absolute gun. But if he's not getting good service, what's the point? I presume he's a winger, right? I think he's an outside back. I think he's a centre from from what I've heard. Actually, you're right. He is a centre. He's a left centre. Um, Which is the position we've been screaming out for because I think we tried uh, we tried three or four different combinations in that left centre spot and it never worked out. So hopefully he can hold down a spot. But Supercoach White, unless he's coming in less than 260, if he's 260 or less, yeah, I'm just going to put him in because it's, it's 260,000. Uh, if he's 300 or less, I'll have a crack. If he's three, am I going to hold plus, you? Am I, I going to hold uh, you to that? <laughs> yeah, you can hold me to that. If he's in the centres, I'm not taking a winger. Not at the West Tigers, I'm oh, not taking a winger. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we learned that lesson. Nofo is a superstar, right? And last year he couldn't average anything. Nofo was a superstar, and everyone got sucked him. in in the middle of the season, going, "Oh, I'm going to get on Nofo because he's Nofo and he's going to average sixty, and it didn't happen." Yeah. So I'm not doing that again. But if if he's relatively priced and he plays in the centres. Purely because of your draw, your draw is sensational. I would look at that. But outside of that, anyone not named Adam Dewey's probably not going to be in my side this year from your club, yeah. except for Stefano. And, and Hastings, if he comes in at a, at a reasonable price. Yeah, there might be a few options, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I think it's going to be very tough for us this year. I think it'll be us and the Dragons battling it out for the, uh, for the wooden spoon, so... Hope not. Hope we didn't talk. We did. We t- we talked about the dragons, didn't we? There yeah, was yeah, two we, clubs we, we skipped by. No, we we listed all them. We we, we didn't we didn't touch on uh, we didn't touch on para para because they haven't made any moves, and we didn't really touch on the Panthers too much because they've only signed Sean O'Sullivan. Oh, and Panthers. I will say Sean O'Sullivan. Sorry, I knew there was something I saw when we were flicking through it. And I wanted to come back to. So two things. Go and watch some footage, everyone. Right now, go and watch some footage of Isaac Targo. He's probably going oh, to start in the right center spot next year. Absolutely gun. And, and a fantastic base as well from, from what we saw last Weapon. Week. So that's a hot tip for you. And the other one is SOS might actually get some game time for the Where? Panthers. He'll be, I think he'll be in the 17. I think he will play that bench utility role that stupid Tyrone May has held down for so long. Oh, that's right. They've, they've, they've flicked Tyrone. I forget, I forget about Tyrone May. He's, he's very, his, his younger brother's... He's, he's not good. as good as Tyrone, and Tyrone was a busted ass himself anyway. So what does that tell you? Whereas SOS we know is quite good, and he actually played quite well for the Warriors. So him being either 18th man or in, say, a 14-type jumper would not surprise me at all for round one. So just keep an eye on that. 100%. But, yeah, the, the big takeaway, I, I forgot about him too. Uh, Isaac Tago should be Oh, by... I'm super keen. Yeah. I've seen so much footage of him because I've been involved with Penrith Juniors, you know, for so many years. Some of the kids coming through the Penrith system are amazing. Um, Penrith is going to be a dominant side for the next 10, 15 years, I reckon, with the amount of talent and the amount of development that has gone into the West. Um, all these people, 
the Connor Knockfield Gould. I know he can be annoying, but trust me, what he's done with the Panthers junior developmental system is off the charts good. And we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at Isaac Tago as Brews uh, must have for, for next year. And I am in full of greens, to be honest, because he'll come in at, at a very good price and he and he is a weapon. Uh, oh, look, Fingers crossed we get him. Hopefully. Look, guys, I hope you enjoyed our new recruit roundup. Um, I'm not going to say we'll be back mid-December because most likely Brew and I will find something to talk oh. about between now and then. But uh, Tom Sankster has just announced this morning on Twitter that mid-December is when prices will open up. Um, I'm going in for some elective surgery on the 14th, so I really hope it's after then. Otherwise, we are screwed. We will be here as soon as we can be here. Definitely. Josh's I'm, health comes first, I'm then sure, we will be here. I'm sure we'll find something um, to talk about between now and mid-December. We'll, 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 find, we will. we'll find something. We will. Um, guys, thank you so much for, for tuning in for the Dual Position Podcast. If you are still listening and you've got through that last five minutes of pure waffle, well done. Um, a review on Apple would not go astray. Five stars would be fantastic. YouTube, if you are watching, like, subscribe, share it out. Um, yeah, I've been very much enjoying this podcast once again. As you guys know, that really struggled towards the the middle part of parts of the year until I started getting guests on. So, really enjoying it so far. Um, I'm not too sure if I'll be enjoying it come round four when half my <laughs> side is injured, but we'll have to cross that bridge when we come to it. Brew mate, as always, thank you so much for coming on. Beautiful. Thanks for having me on and ciao for now. Ciao for now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.